Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, hey, we're back with another episode of Footnotes. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Uh, so glad to be able to share the season with you in the church. And um, thanks for being on, Chris Gannon, today for yeah. our uh, latest podcast episode. Um, it is a joy to be here. Yeah, man, it's good to have you here. Uh, Chris is our resourcing minister. He works kind of within spiritual formation to help uh, create good resources and, and helpful content for us to think through uh, seasons like this. And so I uh, just thought we'd have him on today to talk about Advent and mm-hmm. kind of what's what's going on lately in resourcing, especially just um, as the year is about to kind of change over. We're headed towards 2022. So um, let's start here, though. Chris, uh, what is mm-hmm. Christmas like at your house right now? Have you guys already decorated? Are you guys a lights up? Oh, yeah. Do you have Micah on the roof kind of doing stuff <laughs> like that? Yeah, no. Uh, actually, last year was the first year I allowed Micah on the roof with me. I don't know if you do this with your kids. I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't allow them with the roof. <laughs> People are going to be like calling CPS on me, but... Uh, no, I, I, I allowed him up on the roof, kind of showed him roof safety, which is important. Every kid, which you know. know all about, I'm sure. I know, oh man, I, I know. There's certainly all about. a way to stand on the roof. Yes. I mean, yeah. L- yeah. Like, I, like crab crawl, right. you know, don't stand. Yeah. Like I didn't, I don't even want him to on stand. the spine as opposed to like the main yeah. part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Um, so and if, and out, if you yeah. fall off, like wave your arms really fast <laughs> so you can, I was like, <laughs> no, anyway. So yeah, no, uh, Christmas at the Gannon household, we have, we have the tree up. We have a, we bought an artificial tree last year, mm-hmm. which was a big deal for me. Uh, because Elisa, my wife, Elisa, she likes real trees and she right. loves the smell and all this, but you know, you gotta wait, you gotta wait to get the, the tree, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I, I think right around Thanksgiving is when you can start buying trees. Uh, but the pine needles and the mess and anyways, so we, we got, we got our Christmas tree up, I think, uh, like two, three weeks ago now. Mm. So, um, super excited about that. We still got to get some lights up around the house, but yeah. Uh, how about you? What is your house decorated? Um, uh, by the time this episode comes out, <laughs> that is the plan. Yeah. yeah. We usually, we usually put up lights the day after, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we have gone as early as the day after Halloween and I really squeezed Christmas out in November and December. But, um, yeah. And I've also had my kids kind of help me a little bit, but honestly, the, the sketchiest thing about our roof is getting on the roof. Yeah. So it, we don't, our ladder doesn't quite reach. Uh, so there's some reaching and I'm, I'm, I'm a short guy to start with. And so my kids are it just, it's not realistic unless yeah, yeah. I just throw them on the roof. But, um, I will have to say your, your Christmas light game is on point. Oh, Every, anytime I Thank go you. by your house, um, cause you have like, you kind of follow the contours of the yes. roof and, and the yeah. whole thing. I Me, mean, I just like hang it from the eaves kind of thing. You That's know? true. Yeah. So we go on the roof and legit do the spine of the, of the roof line and all that stuff. It, it definitely adds a little bit of pizzazz. So nice. And that's what Christmas is all about. Pizzazz. <laughs> pizzazz. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a fun time. It's a festive time. It's a, it's a thoughtful time too. It's a time for us to, to think about not only tradition uh, within our families, but, mm-hmm. Um, also within the church. And so one of the things yeah. that I've really uh, loved in the last few years is this emphasis we've had as a church on the season of Advent. Yeah. And um, and just for those of you guys listening, you know, Advent is, is kind of that three-week period, um, the start of December, leading up to Christmas. And it really has to do with waiting um, yeah. and, and waiting for um, kind of a, f- a fully realized story to unfold of, of Christ being born and uh, celebrating that together. So 
So yeah, Chris, kind of give us your take on that. Why is it important for believers to to stop and be thoughtful about seasons like Advent, holy seasons like this? Yeah, I mean, I think if we don't do this, culture, I mean, culture has already kind of taken Christmas to a a level that isn't uh, holy, right? That isn't God-honoring. Sure. Uh, Do you just mean the consumeristic part of it? The consumeristic part of it, right? Like we all, we all, uh, you can flip on the TV, you know, like, Christmas commercials come on early and earlier on the radio playing Christmas songs, I think even before Halloween comes around. And so it just seems like everyone uh, wants to celebrate Christmas and they like the idea of this, uh, of the eggnog and the presents Mm -hmm. and the family and and all these different things. Um, And I think actually Paul Tripp said it pretty good. Uh, He said that Christmas has become a celebration about, about gifts, about created stuff, about presence and things, all, all these created things rather than the celebration of the incarnation mm-hmm. of the creator. And so this is what Advent helps us to do. It helps us to uh, refocus our affections and say, well, no, it's not. I mean, especially if you have little kids, I mean, maybe you struggle with this as well, you know, where it's like, hey, well, I'm, I'm thinking about what, what am I going to get or yeah. what's my wife or friend or coworker or whatever, what are they going to get me? Um, and really, our affections should be looking toward, uh, you know, with, without trying to sound very cheesy, but the, the greatest gift of all, right? Sure. And, yeah. and 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 sometimes this cheesy is, things are true. Yeah, so no, it true, is. Yeah. And it's it's the incarnation of the Creator over the created things and the Xboxes and the electronics and yeah. jewelry, whatever it might be. So that's that's why it's important, you know, this time of year that we we kind of recalibrate and really stop and slow down and think about advent and and kind of have a good you know calendar this is why the church did this um you know hundreds of years ago to to kind of create this that's good calendar yeah it's true it's kind of in traditions past advent has almost been to calibrate us to what is important and i feel like in 2021 in this season it's to recalibrate us it's to kind of like remind us of what we're actually doing what's important in this season because yeah you're right my family's the same way my kids not to throw them under the bus (laughs) not that they listen to this podcast but (laughs) Um, hey Wesley, you know, yeah, exactly. Hey Wes, <laughs> Wes's favorite podcast is Footnotes. Um, I think it's like Walmart and Target. They always throw out those catalogs of toys, yeah. and so my kids, it's so funny. They can be so organized for things that are, kind of help them, and so everybody has their own color sharpie. And I'm like, where did we buy these sharpies? I didn't even know we had sharpies for this. And like they're all like, like Owen's like my color is blue, and so like at the end they've kind of gone through the catalog and circled everything they want, and literally yeah. everything every is circled. Page. Every, every page, every yeah. page, every item is circled, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and so yeah, there is some recalibration that is needed in the season for for us personally, but I think for us as a church as well. Even as we uh, each year we kind of re up and talk about um, uh, having an Advent sermon series and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So. Yeah, what, one of the things that has come from resourcing, um, kind of the Department of Spiritual Formation, mm-hmm. has been these Advent guides. And so um, maybe, uh, so Chris writes those, you write those, and mm-hmm. you're, you're um, very much involved in that, and so we appreciate your good work on that. Uh, what's the central message this year, maybe, or kind of how did you approach this season of, of Advent content through those guides, and, and what, do you, what do you want really people to walk away with this time around? You know, I, I really have enjoyed uh, working on these Advent guides and actually working with the kids' ministry, working mm-hmm. with uh, Whitney, uh, specifically even just kind of calibrating uh, the Advent guides so that it kind of matches a little bit 
what the kids are learning as well. So uh, this year, you know, we have a, uh, an adult Advent guide, and then we have the kids' Advent guides and, and the kids' boxes. But my hope for, for, let's just say, an adult going through the, Advent, the adult Advent guide is, I'd say it's probably threefold. First, it, I, I hope that it would encourage them, it would encourage us as a church to kind of look back uh, and reflect throughout the Old Testament all the fulfilled promises of God to bring about his, his plan of redemption, right? All the way from the mm-hmm. beginning uh, in the garden in Genesis 3 when, when, when God said to Eve that, uh, that uh, a Messiah, that a, a, a seed would come and crush the serpent's head. And, and we, know, we know this is Jesus. And so that's, that's probably the first one is as we're reflecting on the, the overarching biblical narrative and plan of God from the beginning that, that you know, uh, this wasn't plan B. God, God had this plan ready to go. Secondly, is to be able to, as we're, as we're learning about Advent, as we're reading and just reflecting on these things, is to be able to see and learn from the posture of, of the prophets of the kings, of the people of God in the Old Testament, of these Old Testament figures uh, who eagerly waited and longed for uh, the coming of this uh, this promised seed, this promised Messiah and, and king, uh, and, and, and how they had a hope that these fulfillment, uh, of these fulfillments uh, and prophecies that they would come. So finding encouragement even from their stories, you know, like David or Abraham, as, as they look forward uh, to to that Messiah, and lastly, it's for us even in, in this in this time, the time that we're in, that that we as the church would have a posture of joyful expectation and waiting for a second advent, right? That, uh, that Christ is going to be coming again. Yeah. Uh, we can look back and 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 see how you know he was laid in a manger in swaddling clothes, and how he lived a perfect life and and died on a cross to atone us from our sin, but then was raised again and, and is coming again. And just like the, the God's people in the Old Testament, we, we can wait, uh, we can have that same uh, posture of waiting and, and eager expectation and, and even just agree with the Apostle Peter when he says that the Lord is not slow to keep his promise, mm-hmm. as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with us. And so having that type of posture uh and and coming to that realization of that is is the goal of this guide is to help us realize that Christmas is all about the incarnation of the Creator. Mm. Yeah, that's well said, man. Yeah, I I think we um we f- fly past so much of that even in church at times. Yeah. And so I think about the way that Advent, as you said, um, helps us remember that we're waiting for a, a mm. greater reality of Christ's presence in some ways and. And um, that's something that we ought to even practice all year long. So what a great time for us to pause and, and think through that yeah. a little bit. So tell us a little bit more about the guide itself. What is the, hmm. uh, the kind of daily or kind of weekly rhythm that you're pointing people towards with this, with this content and, and kind of how can people be um, expecting to interact with it regularly? Yeah, so last year the guide was a daily guide. So we, it was December 1st, December 2nd, and all the way leading up, there was a little devotional each day. Um, and it was it was awesome because it was a biblical theology type of picture, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. of how all how all of Scripture points uh, t- to this cadence and rhythm of Advent and waiting and longing. Uh, this this year we have it's a weekly guide, so there's four weeks, um, and each week is uh, has 
kind of a little, a few verses to read uh, for that week. So you can choose to read them all in one day. You can you can spread them out during the week. And then there's a, a little blurb about for each week that kind of dives in specifically into the history, a little bit of, of Advent. So week one, we'll talk about like, where did Advent come from? Um, and then it'll dive in specifically into uh, how, kind of like what I was saying, the Old Testament, how all of these shadow, how there's shadows and hints of of the Messiah coming all the way from right. Genesis three, all the way through the old Testament. Um, and then as we, as you go into week two, you, we kind of learn a little bit about the Messiah's humble roots, like where he came from, uh, the family that he came from, like even looking at the lineage of Jesus and seeing, you know, you see all of these, uh, fallen sinful people in this, in this lineage of Jesus. And you get to see his humble roots and how God, how he came as he said he would, mm-hmm. um, and, and throughout, throughout all of history. And so we'll have some reflection and time for uh, that week as well. And then as we go into week three, uh, this is kind of, uh, even just talking more about, or just seeing the shepherds, you know, on the day, um, when the angels, uh, the heavenly host appeared to them, um, and how this is good news of great joy that's going to be for all people, all nations, mm. uh, Jew and Gentile. And so we, we kind of focus on that. And then finally, in, in, in the week four, this is talking about God's uh, promised plan and how it cannot be stopped. So we look at the story of the Magi and uh, how, uh, how King Herod, you know, wanted to uh, find this Messiah and kill him and, and God, how he preserved uh, him through this. And then we look also in this week towards the future and how God's promised plan will not be stopped for the second coming, the second return of his son uh, when he comes in glory. Uh, that's, that's a lot of great content. I think about um, just taking our time even each week through those things, and there's so much to soak up and soak in. So definitely looking forward to doing that with my family, yeah. with my wife. And um, Chris, just thanks for your hard work around that content. I know that um, we're, we're grateful that we have these types of resources available to us at Foothill. Um, yeah. One of the things that obviously when you kind of engage in that type of content, so much of it becomes personal in, in terms of like even application. And, and so as you've kind of worked through this the last few months, what have you kind of what have you kind of realized even like uh, how does this play into some intentionality with the Gannon family? Like is there things that as you engage more into Advent um, on an intellectual level and a work level, how, is this, how does this apply to how you are leading your family through the season? Yeah, there's so many themes, and it's just the more you study it, the more you look into it. The main overarching thing is you see the promises of God and that his word never fails. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I, I want my kids to, to know um, when it comes to this Advent season is to know that these aren't just like random things that happen to fall into place, but this was, this was planned from the beginning. And I think how how this guide or even last year's guide was was helpful in kind of uh, at-home devotions is it helped me because I didn't grow up. I mean, you know this, Stephen. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, yeah. so I didn't really have these rhythms growing up. And so a lot of a lot of it I've learned really in the last few years because mm-hmm. of Foothill and because of yeah. the resources and uh, that that we have put out of of what does it look like to be a, you know a spiritual a leader in your home yeah. and how can you lead your, your kids, your family to, uh, to really treasure, uh, the gift that's been given to us. And so, um, I, I've really seen this just be a, such a special time, 
in my home where we've you know sat around, especially on Christmas morning. Uh, you remember a few years ago, we did uh, Ike and um, and Chris, and when Shane was on staff, we had that video, and it was it was filmed at Chris's house. Actually, that was kind of the first rhythm of of what i saw a normal family yeah. how how what is what does christmas morning look like mm. for me i would have just like okay kids go to town on the presents and right. but but since then even uh and these advent guides th- these rhythms of being able to sit with my kids we're sitting you know eye shot with a, within the presents you know they just want to eagerly open right. them up yeah. and i'm like no we're gonna we're gonna sit we're gonna pray right now we're gonna reflect i, I bring out my guitar yeah. and we'll sing um a couple, you know, uh, Christmas songs and whatnot, and and then we'll read from Luke too. Yeah. And so that's when we that's it, it's just such a such a beautiful time. And I, you know, it's these Advent guides that have been super helpful in in creating that foundation for me personally. Mm. And I hope it. I hope for a lot of people out there, maybe yeah. who don't have rhythms like this, or maybe they already do, uh, to just be able to incorporate it into what they already got going on. That's good, man. I. I'm just I'm grateful for you sharing that honestly because I feel like, um, you know, as as leaders in the church, as as pastors, sometimes maybe there's even this perception, <laughs> outside looking in that like, oh yeah, like we're we're so thoughtful we have as pastors together. and we yeah. we know exactly what we're doing or we're discipling our kids from day one and, I mean just like everybody we're we're all just trying to figure this out we're tired there's a lot of kids there's a lot of you know thinking about budget for Christmas all these things mm-hmm. that play into it and so. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to just hear your vulnerability and willingness to share that like, yeah, this is something that's new for your family too. And you're learning the last few years and and same with us. I mean, I think that, you know, pre-kids, we, we always had some, um, kind of theoretical like wishes that are, that values around Christmas. And it's just been interesting to see kind of as we've had kids, what's actually kind of panned out as being true and, and not. And so, um, Definitely grateful, like you, for the resourcing we're receiving at Foothill around Advent, uh, just for us to be more intentional and thoughtful, for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, let's talk a little bit more about like the uh, kind of the specifics around the guide. I know mm-hmm. we released the guide in um, the physical uh, manual. What do we call it? A handbook or a, a guide? Yeah, I don't know. the guide. The guide. Advent guide. The guide came out like uh, uh, a few weeks back, but lexicon. I, if if we wanted to exactly the <laughs> scroll that we handed out on papyrus. If if uh, people miss that, or maybe they want to get another copy or send it on to somebody else, how would they receive that guide? Yeah, so we we're gonna have the guides um, at our info tent on Sunday mornings. So if you don't have a guide and you want a physical guide, you can pick one up there, and and we have some volunteers that'll be able to um, hand those out to you. But if you're traveling this uh, holiday season, maybe you left it at home, maybe your dog or toddler destroyed it. Yeah. We also have the virtual Advent guide. Uh, on our website at foothill.church/advent, and one thing I like about the Advent guide this year too is that we have a. You're going to notice each week there's a little QR code at the uh, at the end of the guide, and that takes you to a Spotify playlist that takes you to songs of the season. So, uh, the the songs, uh, the Christmas songs for the corresponding weeks will kind of align with that week's theme, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So you after you've been studying. Um, let's just say uh, uh, the Magi, you know, you might uh, might hear the song uh, We Three Kings, mm-hmm. right? You know, or, or something like that. It'll be aligned in that way to where you can kind of just further reflect on uh, that week's content. 
That's cool. A um, <laughs> couple of bonus questions for us as we wrap this up. Um, f- first of all, uh, we talked about just traditions a little bit, but what what's a, a favorite Christmas food for you personally that you look forward to every year? This is going to sound weird, but <laughs> I don't know if this is a food. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, gravy? <laughs> no, it's a food. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. but... But just gravy. Oh, do you oh, like just spoon it up? And I, I can uh-huh. for sure. Um, but honestly, I, I'm the kind of person where I'll, I'll just throw everything on the plate. Yeah, and then I will drench it in gravy. Sure. And 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 mash it all together. I don't care. Oh, it's yeah. all going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elisa's not that way. Everything can't be touching, and you know it's Got like it. that. But I would say, I would say gravy, and then uh, Elisa's uh, grandma has this uh, recipe for this like. Uh, green bean casserole which i i don't ever really eat green beans except for thanksgiving yeah. and it's yeah. i i think it's delicious it has like bacon bits and oh, it's, yeah. like, it's really good i'd say those two things we're on uh, green bean casserole is my favorite um yeah. to the point where sometimes like even in june i'll be like hey kate can you <laughs> make me some green bean casserole so um it's it's definitely good um uh, how about a favorite christmas song you know, I, I would say favorite Christmas song, or maybe even Christmas album that ten, kind of t- tends to make oh, it Christmas sure. album. Sure, dude, yeah. Re- Reliant K. Oh no, way. Reliant K. Okay. Is, I listen to it every Christmas. Uh, Let it snow, baby. Let it reindeer. That Christmas album is by far my favorite. Christmas I have never album. heard it before. Oh, yeah. you need to listen to it. I mean, does it hold up? Or is it one of those oh, things? Oh, it, it totally holds up. up. Okay, it totally holds up. But as far as like Christmas song, like the one that always gets me, even though it's not. Uh, theologically correct uh-huh. is Mary. Did you know uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she did know by the way yeah, that her yeah. baby boy was all these things, but I don't know. There's just something about the song that just the melody yeah. and um, even just the truth of the song. Sure. Like the, you know, he's going to heal the sick. He's the right. blind's going to see again. I just love that song. Even yeah. though theologically it's like the whole song's built around Mary, not knowing uh-huh. that the savior was, you know, uh, that well, she, in her stomach. I don't know if she it says that she doesn't know. It's just like asking, "Did you know? Did you know?" And then at the very end, she just whispers, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, that that's probably what the song's missing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. At the end. At the end. I feel like I heard that song at my home church. I won't say where that is. <laughs> um, and there was some kind of dramatic, like, kind of portrayal mm. of of that. While, while it was, was it a song. skit? It was like a skit oh, thing. Man. Can we? And so it kind of made it a little bit cheesy for me, but. Um, yeah, powerful song. Good song for sure. I'm a firm believer. We need to bring skits back oh. into churches. You're the only one, man. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I mean, how many people is it, have they saved? Yeah. People? Uh, last question, kind of drawn us back to even just what's what's ha- uh, happening moving forward and resourcing and content at Foothill. Yep. Just uh, tell us about 2022. What are you excited about in terms of um, content coming out of spiritual formation and at Foothill Church? All right. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited about this. So in a week or so. Yeah. Of, of this podcast coming out. Um, we're going to be starting to pass out volume one of a four volume series of Lord of the Rings. No, uh, <laughs> no, of, of a Bible reading plan. It's going to take uh, the Foothill Church through the entire Bible yeah. over the next two years. That's awesome. So um, I think most of, most of us have, have either attempted to uh, uh, read the Bible um, and maybe we've successfully completed a reading the Bible in a year uh, before. And and the reason why I say some of us has, have attempted this is because, you know, in these Bible reading plans, usually, the, you know, it's three to five chapters a day you're supposed to read. And if you miss two, three days, it's like, 
you got so much homework right. to catch, catch up, up on, right? And so, uh, and, and there's really no break in between for reflection or, you know, or between even books of the Bible to really kind of even reflect on these milestones in Scripture. And so um, that's why we decided to break down the, the Bible reading plan into four manageable sections. So each, each uh, volume is going to be about 15 to 20 weeks long, and, and we're going to have a break over the summer uh, to kind of, again, give you that time to, to reflect on wh- what you read, write some notes and, and stuff like that. And then uh, volume two will come out fall of uh, 2022. And then 2023, spring and fall again, we'll release two more reading plans. Uh, so four volumes total as wow. we go through the whole Bible. And I'm excited about it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely excited about that. And hopefully uh, listeners, you are as well as we consider how we can engage in God's word at a deeper level. And there's something really powerful too about, I think the whole church being on the same plan. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and doing, doing it all together and yeah. creating these like healthy habits of grace yeah. in our life to, to read and reflect and, yeah. uh, and not have it feel like it's just another box they checked off. Right. right. So yeah, I'm super excited about yeah. it. That's awesome. Well, uh, Chris, thanks for being on today. Thanks for telling us about kind of just what you've been up to and in, in this area of content. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely grateful for what God is doing here at Foothill in the season of Advent. And thanks for your partner, man. Thank you for having me, my friend. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe. And we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. And that's what Christmas is all about, pizzazz.